0: This podcast is brought to you by bankinfosecurity.com. Bankinfosecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space.
1: Industry insiders say ATM skimming incidents are picking up, and a rash of targeted phishing schemes once again brings the crime of phishing to the fore. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the editor's choice for November. Will 2011 be the year of the skimmer? After an uptick in skimming incidents in 2010, industry experts say more skimming in the United States can be expected in the months ahead, especially at the ATM. What's to blame? The United States continued reliance on magnetic stripe technology, rather than the EMV chip standard used in Europe and other parts of the world. Losses per ATM skimming attack average about $30,000, according to ADT Security Solutions. In fact, ADT estimates ATM skimming attacks cost financial institutions and their customers ten times more than losses suffered during robberies. Tom Wills, a fraud analyst at Javelin Strategy & Research, says arrests for ATM and POS skimming are no deterrent. 2010 has been a good year for law enforcement, Wills says but as long as there are vulnerable devices out there the bad guys will continue to target and attack them the trend will be ongoing as card fraud migrates from europe says mike lee ceo of the atm industry association emv chip technology oftentimes referred to as smart card technology relies on an embedded microchip for the storage of data on a card rather than storing that data on a magnetic stripe which has proven to be vulnerable to skimming However, despite the European move to EMV, the lingering magstripe in the United States makes the world vulnerable, Lee says. Fake magstripe cards cannot be used in EMV compliant countries, but they can be used in the U.S., and that continued reliance on the magstripe has allowed skimming to remain the world's number one card fraud problem. We need to lobby authorities to impose stronger sentences for convictions arising from skimming, including possession of illegal skimmers, Lee says. EMV compliance and customer pin protection are key. From skimming to phishing, fraudsters are proving that the fight against card fraud is a global one. In November, a rash of targeted phishing schemes, which included hits to military account holders and their families at USAA and Navy Federal Credit Union, as well as a separate attack on officials at the World Bank, has again brought phishing attacks to the fore. It's just the latest spree in a long line of phishing and vishing attacks that have grown to become more selective in their approaches, using malicious emails or phone calls that send unsuspecting users to spoofed websites where malware hijacks their banking credentials. The schemes are more targeted than they were 18 months ago, says John Bizard, client relations manager for FICO. Those targeted launches, which hit bank customers and credit union members at specific financial institutions, often reap more rewards for the fraudsters. For the criminal, you get more out of targeting a specific institution, because a lot of these folks are not used to getting scammed, Bazaard says. Oftentimes, they are targeting people who are not quite so savvy and do not have a lot of experience with internet banking and banking online. Phishing often leads to identity theft, another hot topic in November. But as Kirk Nara, a privacy expert and attorney, points out, it's the social security number that is the most prized possession for ID thieves and identification practices have made it easy for criminals to exploit those stolen social security numbers the overuse of social security numbers leads to lacking or lax protective controls and most of the time it's an insider or someone the id theft victim knows who takes advantage of an opportunity to steal and misuse a number here is kirk nara
2: i think that there are real issues in companies on a wide range of you know wide range of industries Uh, having problems with insider access. We have, we have situations where, uh, you know, customer service people, the people that are at the end of the telephone call when you call in with questions, people that, that fill out applications, those kinds of things. In order to do their job, they need access to lots of information, but we're seeing more and more cases where that, inf- that, that access is being abused. So one vulnerability is insider access, people needing access to information to do their jobs, but then misusing it in a way that can lead to actual harm. Um, I think that people don't often take good care of their own information. You know, they leave it lying around, they they carry their cards with them and then they leave their wallet somewhere. They don't you know, they throw away trash in a way that doesn't shred information, things like that. So I think that people don't do a good job necessarily of protecting their own information, particularly because we've seen so many cases where the person who commits the identity theft is somebody that's known to the to the individual.
1: Now, right after this short break, I'll be right back with more news highlights from our mind.
0: Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the bankinfosecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit bankinfosecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Payments fraud
1: is not going away. In fact, some experts argue it's hitting a tipping point in the U.S., necessitating a shift in thinking and technology. One such expert, Richard Oliver of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, expects 2011 to be the year banking institutions begin heavily investing in EMV or EMV-like chip technology as a way to reduce payments fraud. Oliver has been critical of the U.S. payments industry's continued reliance on the magnetic stripe, and his criticisms are being heard. Oliver says a number of things need to be reevaluated in the payments chain, including ACH fraud and the industry's need for a standardized approach to authentication. Oliver says many payments innovations in the U.S. are long overdue. But Oliver's expected investment in EMV will face some challenges, namely because of lacking U.S. payments leadership. As Oliver rightly puts it, we have no one authority to help drive this thing in the United States. Mobile could be the missing link, but it's hard to know what flavor that collective mobile move might taste like, especially since so many once separate pieces, such as mobile, peer-to-peer payments, and social networks, are now revealing their surprising connections. Bringing social networks such as Facebook into the payments fold? That's got security breaches written all over it, a reality no one is ignoring. But innovation cannot be stunted by perceived security hurdles. We have to keep moving forward. That's November's editor's choice. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great month.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.